This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Kicked on by Watkins. Free kick. With eight minutes left. I looked at the clock. I said to Wayne Phillips, I'll get out of the way so I'm just going to smack this. It's Thomas who takes it. Thomas, he's done it, the magic little man at the venerable age of 37. You know, when he hit the back of that, I was probably the quickest I've run in my life, you know, uh, I ran straight to Joey and jumped on Joey, like, you know. Six minutes left, Watkin, oh he scored! Steve Watkin has got a goal! And Arsenal face humiliation. 30 years ago, can you believe it? Hello, welcome to this special edition of Rob Ryan Red. And yes, like I said, 30 years ago today, on the 4th of January 1992, Wrexham pulled off arguably the greatest FA Cup upset of all time. The side that had finished rock bottom of the Football League the previous season knocked out the side who had just won the English top flight. George Graham's Arsenal, star-studded lineup that you just don't see to this day. Mickey Thomas, Steve Watkin, the unsung hero, the man who netted the winner. Nave spoke to Mickey Thomas, the man who gets all the credit and the man that you'll see interviewed everywhere across the media today. What an occasion it was. Sit back, relax, and let's hear from that magic little man. To sort of just talk through the, you know, the night before the game and then a bit after, obviously you stayed there. Rossett Hall, wasn't it, the night before? Do you remember much about the night before, being able to have a couple of drinks and, and what the mood yeah, was like? Of, uh, yeah, I was with, I had a couple of uh, drinks with Joey, obviously. Um, mm. My best mate, we were sharing him. So I had a couple of Guinnesses, like, just to sat with Dan, really. What was, and what, uh, what, was Joey, what was Joey like? Because I know Joey didn't actually come on in the end, but was he a good sounding board before the no, game? No, Joey's Joe fantastic. Mm. Joey's been at the highest level and playing in bigger games than that, obviously, because... He's won the European Cup and that in the league with Liverpool. So, yeah, yeah he was looking forward to it because he's a Wrexham, you know, through and through, isn't he? He's, yeah. um, he grew up with Wrexham. So, it, I mean, it, it's a big part of him to uh, be involved in, with the experience and that. It was a big asset to not just me, but the other young kids, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you two are best mates. And there was that kind of gap in that we had quite a few experienced lads in the squad and also quite a few young lads, wasn't there? There was quite a bit of a... Bit of a mix. A mixture. Um, yeah, because you think, you know, Gordon Davis up top was, you know, um, obviously 
experience and you know the, all the Joey was in there and others like I say and some young lads in there as well just you know was there much kind of many nerves that night before obviously there was not much expectation on us to really do anything so I wouldn't imagine too many nerves in that sense if you know what I mean no I think more of excitement mm. for them you know because you know they get an opportunity to play against the champions of obviously England so I think in that respect I think they, they were looking forward to obviously not thinking what was going to happen the next day of course but yeah I thought probably more excitement for them mm. really to be involved in such a a game of that caliber, really. And then obviously you, you get up, you, you get ready for the match day. You know, we kind of do you remember any sort of conversations, sort of building up to the game, or you know, what was your kind of routine? Were you quite chatty beforehand, or were you kind of to yourself and oh, well, and you know, I, how did that I work for you? I don't, I don't think I don't know. I mean, obviously, um, they were getting the score. Um, you know, obviously, but um, the scoreboard make sure it's fixed because obviously it was going to get broken with all the goals going in so <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah I, I just I, I don't know I mean obviously you, you know it's well documented about the game and that sure I, I think I, I can't lie to you I don't think anyone was thinking we were going to win so no, no. I think it's just a, a, a day out to enjoy really and hmm. you know a, a full race course ground of 40 or whatever and a half thousand ram packed into the, to the ground so it was different, not for me, it was different for the young players because mm. they not sampled that before, so you can understand that it was more about them really than yeah. me or Gordon because we, we'd been up there before in big games. Mm, of course, so of course. It, it, was, it, was, it was for them really, and you can see the excitement obviously and uh, with the build-up itself really because it, it was a lot of uh, media attention for that game, wasn't it? No, 100%. I mean, you know, we were... Some like they couldn't we couldn't have been further apart, could we? In the pyramid, obviously they'd won the league season before and were you know expected to easily roll us over. But Flinny was saying it was um, he, he was talking up Gordon's role in the dressing room before beforehand, you know, trying to lighten the mood a bit and take the edge off for players like Steve and you know some of the other younger lads, sort of not not messing about, but just kind of like trying to keep it light and he said about a lot about Joey as well telling people you know are you up for this is you know this is a big game enjoy it sort of thing because they don't come around very often was there that sense in the dressing room that you know it was about just staying in the game but also enjoying it because it was such a big day all the eyes were on us and like I say whatever we did uh, we yeah. weren't going to be we weren't going to be embarrassed whatever happened was it, it was just, uh, no well you saw that word out of my mouth about embarrassed I think you know I think we were Obviously, thinking, you know, not to be, I, I'm always thinking, well, I always think, I think, you know, keep the score down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that, that's what you're thinking. I mean, you know, you, you can't lie because I don't think anyone, and obviously include yourself, but yeah. no one would know what's going to happen in the next 90 minutes, that game, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, how can I say it? I wasn't. I wasn't thinking like, oh, this is this is going to be a win. No, so course, we're just going to go out and enjoy ourselves, really. Yeah. And, and you know, what what happens is well, no, in games like that, or any game that where the opposition are far superior in every department, is that you know you want to do well. So the challenge is there for you. And because I've been in both sides of it, where I've been for Man United, I've been yeah. other teams and played against lower opposition. You know they're going to be difficult because they're going to play. Probably you know a little bit more quicker than normal, and uh, you know they're gonna have the uh, the adrenaline and that. It's, you know it's a, it's a combination of a lot of things that 
will help you in that game that you won't have in a normal game. Do you understand what I'm yeah, trying to say? I'm not? with you. I'm with you. And in, you know, first half when when you watch it back now, you poor Andy, oh. that poor Andy Thackeray's getting, you know, crucified yeah, in I, that first half against Paul Merson, and you're thinking, oh no. This well, is, you're right. You know what? Well, that's know. a good point because no one ever mentioned that because I. I I was saying, you know, I was in the game because I was obviously knowing what was happening. Sure. I could see what was happening. I was saying, we need to get someone on. <laughs> I was saying in the game, I said, we need to get someone on the right hand side of the game. We're getting all we run. You know, it's like. like Merson was oh, having a amazing. field day. Yeah, Merson was having a field And poor Andy oh, Thackeray yeah, was on his yeah. own. Thackeray was trying to just deal with Merson on his own because of the, just the way we set up, it was kind of. It, we all, it all came quite narrow going forward a bit. People would cut in and it just left that right side. Um, yeah. yeah, Andy was just left on his own sort of thing. They were obviously shooting yeah. towards their fans in that first half as well. So, yeah, that's where they got the goal from that side yeah. as well. The goal came eventually, you know, because you know, it was really severe uh, pressure down that down that side. So yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, I felt sorry for Andy. I mean, he did, he did well in the game. No yeah, question. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, in, in saying that, though, with all the opportunities they had, we probably had the best one with Gareth Owen. You know, Definitely. that that was a that was a great chance, to, you know, to get us off the mark, really. Um, you know, so really, yeah, with all the chances they are going to create, you know, I say this to everyone, it wasn't about the, the goal scorers, it was about team performance mm. and, and all that. Unfortunately, when you get the goals, they always get the headlines. Massively, so yeah. it takes it takes away what, the real heroes are really because it was a combination of everyone playing, you know, a little bit more better than normal mm-hmm. and having an enormous amount of luck that you get in games like that because every year there's going to be a shock in this. So you understand that, don't you? Yeah. But on that yeah. day we, we rolled our luck because, uh, as you rightly said, as we walked in half saying, "Well, I was walking as the captain, thinking, God, we're lucky this isn't six or seven. You know, we're, we're yeah. very lucky." But but you know that's what so um, you know we obviously would comfortably sort of dominated in that first half and yet it was only one nil and it almost felt like well this is what you know what Flinny said he felt like he just knew that a bit of complacency would set in for them just because of how dominant they were and you know we hadn't really been able to create too much by that gas chance it, it you know was that sense that we're still in the game well you you've been in big games you know that at one nil anything can happen can't it and obviously so it proved when. We got the free kick. Yeah, and, and I always say this to everyone. I think what happened is they scored at the wrong time for them mm. just before half time, and, that, and then once that gone in without that within a minute or so or two minutes after that, the, the whistle had gone, and they've gone in the dressing room probably feeling overconfident that that game was already done and dusted. Mm. Um, you know, I, I don't care what anyone said. We probably thought that as well. There's no question about that. Right. So, the, so then, you know, it comes, we do improve in the second half. We at least, you know, manage to take the game to them and some of their passing doesn't maybe come off like it was in the first half. Uh, I, I like watching the footage again. It comes, I can't quite read your lips, I'm not that good, but it gets to the, the free kick and Wayne looks like he's about to take it short and you sort of tell him in in maybe the not so polite uh, yeah, way that maybe him. keep going, keep moving, Wayne. Don't, uh, don't take it short, basically. Well, what happened was as you get the free kick, we know we I know as far as we did a free kick in the midweek. Um, I did it with a five yards run. So before I said to Wayne, all I said to Wayne was pass me the ball. I was going to hit it, pass me, pass me. And because of the little bit of confusion, 
and time to take the free kick. Mm. I said, no, I'm looking at the wall. I said, no, leave it. I'm just going to hit it. You know, whatever made me say that, I don't know. But I remember the five-yard run that I took in training on the Thursday. An unbelievably powerful shot. Didn't hit the target. Still going around the universe. So I <laughs> I thought I'd try the same process with that and aim for the two people in the wall. And as you well know, as I've hit it, it's gone probably the hardest shot I've ever hit. I mean, it's gone in like a rocket. Yeah, the, the, the best thing was, was, was Flynn, he was saying to me, he turned to Kev Reeves on the bench and said, oh, you know, Mickey won't hit it. You know, it, it's just, it's an odd angle. Like, it's an odd angle. It's England keeper in goal. Probably just maybe whip it in. And then he looked at your run-up and thought, oh, no, he's going he's gonna to hit this. And, and then it, yeah, I, that's it was what perfect. I changed my mind. Yeah, it was perfect. So you changed yeah, your mind. I, I, you changed your mind. I changed my mind from the quick pass to me to hit it. I wanted to take it quickly, you know, to try and while they were disorganised yeah. and that. But I, I, as, 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 as I said, I don't know what, you know, if things happen in your life and things happen every year and you have to pick up something happens, isn't it? Mm. I just said, no, Wayne, leave it. I'm going to hit it. Well, you, you know, and, and, yeah. I mean, obviously you've, you've obviously had a great career, much higher up than at Wrexham, but that's the goal, isn't it? That whenever any FA Cup game gets on the telly, that's one of the, always the ones they put in the montage. You know, it's such an iconic. Yeah. Iconic. Yeah, 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 there must be a sense of pride that it, it's still seen as one of the the great FA Cup goals. Perfect, isn't it? Your top corner, Seaman doesn't see it. You you know, in in front of the race course. Yeah. Lot lot to like about that goal. Yeah, I mean, I scored my first ever goal for Man United in the FA Cup at Tottenham. So that that was another thing that I liked. You know, obviously yeah. my first ever goal for Man United. But you know. Because it's 30 years and because it's every year, you know, you know, sometimes you get a little bit embarrassed because, you know, I always say, you know, never score, sees the winning goal, you know, it's never sees Steve's, Steve's goal yeah, with it, only shows mine. Because mine is, you know, I don't, obviously, you know yourself, it was spectacular, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. And when you look on the video, it looks unbelievable. And, you know, I was at the Man United game on Wednesday and, uh, you know, everyone mentioned this guy was saying uh, that that goal he scored was incredible. So, I never, you know, not. I think every year goes by, someone's always mentioned it to me. Yeah. Oh, you score that goal, and that, and people forget about the other goal. I've, I've scored some probably better goals for Wrexham than anyone else. I've scored probably one of the best ever goals for Wrexham was against Tottenham, and in, in, in it's called obviously the Carbo Cup now, yeah. away at Tottenham when we won 3 2. Probably that was a group, massive result where Tottenham had beat the team, someone 8 1 before. Mm. So to go there and, and, and in that fashion, get three nil ahead and and score probably one best ever open goal in play was against them. So I eclipsed that, but that never gets talked about because you know Tottenham weren't league champions, whatever. Sure, it's well, it's like you say that that reverse angle sort of behind the goal footage is just perfect. You know, it's like right, oh, right down the barrel. I mean, you know, it's like a gunshot that just there, from your boot to the like, goal. Yeah, there's someone advertising behind that goal. You see, he works at Wrexham now. He said that's the best advertisement he ever had in his career. <laughs> yeah, I bet, uh, I bet. He said, yeah, he, he said every time he shows your goal, you show my advertisement. Yeah. Even today, so yeah, it, it's great for me. And but I said it was a combination of everything. I, and I think you touched on it before about them turning off second half mm. where they didn't really get going, and we grind ourselves back into the game where we have another two or three opportunities to get a goal but didn't materialise in that way. So we obviously, yeah, we obviously yeah. get that goal, we get that we, we get that equaliser and the race course goes, you know, mental and everyone's everyone's feeling like we've got a chance and Flinny was thinking, oh, can we just get to Highbury now? Can we get a replay maybe? Obviously he's thinking of the money you get from a replay. 
and then you know obviously Steve Steve had been in amazing form in that FA Cup run I think he scored a hat-trick in the first round against Winsford I think it was yeah and then you know scored, yeah, yeah. scored against Telford was it in the second round so he yeah, actually yeah. Had, he'd actually been a real key figure for us and then obviously for him to pounce on that Tony Tony Adams one Tony Adams sort of slips and is out of position and doesn't think Steve's going to get there and he does I mean uh, admittedly that one like you say doesn't get shown as much but what a moment that is just in, in Wrexham well it is history. and Seaman couldn't do anything about it it wasn't you know, it was like a scrappy goal but it was a great goal for mm. me you know because it's, it's a goal that's going to take us into the next round of the, of the FA Cup and as, as that whistle went on 90 minutes then you know with the, with the, the obviously the, the excitement and the the massive uh, noise of the, the final whistle and, mm. you know, the grounding whips because they know that this is, you know, as we're Walker, I, I, I was probably first in the dressing, but I started to go off the pitch with all the fans getting on. But, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, as you sit in the dressing room, you, you know, you're thinking, what's going on? You know, it's going to be the, the, the media tension I've always been in that situation where it's going to be huge. But this, the, the story was that David Seaman waited by the Wrexham dressing door with the gloves for my... Because I asked him before the game come out the gloves that he wore. Right. He, he, you know, and after being humiliated and probably embarrassed with the biggest shock, I don't care. Cause it's not because I've scored a goal or won it. It's mm. the biggest shock I saw. I don't think there's anywhere, yeah, yeah, anywhere definitely. else can touch it. I don't care what you said. Mm. No, no one can touch it. Uh, and he's badly wrecked from dressing door. You know what a professional he was and give me the gloves. I thought, well, what a nice man he was. And that you know, what I mean, brilliant to do that, knowing that. You know, the headline tomorrow will be all about Arsenal embarrassed by Wrexham, mm. 92nd and Leeds, you know what I mean? Yeah, that shows the class as well. I mean, Flynn was talking about oh, George Graham waited to, to say, you know, never get mentioned, all the best. never get no. mentioned that. And it's important that, like, you know, fans obviously see the goals, but they don't see and hear about the conversations that were had. And, you know, there's certain, I, I, know, I know that you said about Seaman, but there was... There, was, there seemed to be a bit of needle on the pitch between was it yourself and Nigel Winterburn or, or maybe I'm getting confused. But well, what else, happened? But... I didn't like I didn't like what he did to Gordon Davis. No. That's what I didn't like um, mm. because as that free kick happened, um, where um, he went to get the ball, um, Nigel Winterburn, and, and, and he ran towards uh, the ball. Uh, he had the ball in his hand. If you watch the video, you'll see what I mm. mean. Um, he ran to Gordon Davis like an old man and give him the ball, you know, because Gordon was getting on like myself. I thought you pissed each other out, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And what a way, you know, how you know it backfired and he had a real probably the biggest calm he's had in his life when he <laughs> when he did that. Yeah. And he probably regrets that because you can see on the video that he, he he's mimicking Gordon uh, Davis, you know, that you're an old man, he hides the ball. I thought you you are a... <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I'm I I mean you know, and more for him because Gordon was brilliant for us, uh, in terms of, you know, what he brought on and off the pitch. Um yeah. so yeah, no that's obviously top class from yeah. from from Seaman and like I say George Graham and others. I mean at uh, full time, yeah. did you I know the fans were on sorry go on, Mickey. It's just, just on one thing. I mean, the goalkeeper, Minto Keith, had an outstanding game that day. You know? yeah. We all did, don't we? We all did. They all, you know, I said the combination of everything, when everything um, came together, obviously, in that game. But, you know, the goalkeeper, Minto Keith, was uh, amazing on the day. Uh, no, amazing. Vince, and, you know, you could go right through that team, as you say. You think, but, yeah, you can go right you through. You know, Satori and, and yeah, Thackeray, Hardy, all these, you know, obviously iconic names now for, for us. Yeah, yeah. everyone um, everyone should be on that thing uh, as uh, 
a hero. You oh, know? Yeah. And, and, and they're the ones that get sung about on the terraces now, you know. Wrexham, maybe not, you know, not in the best moment now you know, in terms of where we are playing, but you think 30 years has gone by quite quick. For I don't know, does it feel quite quick for you? You obviously get reminded about the goal and everything so often that it must feel like it's been a lifetime of... Uh, remote, well, when remote. it comes to 30 years, then, then you think, oh my God, is it that long? But, you know, because you mentioned every year and it's on BBC mm. Match of the Day, it shows my goal everywhere it comes on and, and everyone mentioned that goal. Um, and and it's, it's the defeat as well of beating them champions. So, yeah, I mean, it never seems to go away, obviously, mm. and it's nice to be remembered. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I, I like something to be done for that team, you know, for that special moment. I think it would be nice. For maybe all to, or can't all, can all get together one day. Maybe yeah. I don't know. That would be amazing. that would be really, if they could do that. Something if the club could do that. For not for, I'm not uh, I've got enough work, but it would be nice for them to get that recognition because you know I don't think anyone would ever eclipse that. Not no. certainly in Wrexham anyway. Mm. You know. Well, you say I think it's the I think it's the biggest shock of all time. You know, obviously we're. Biased, but There's I, mean, no it's, it's, I know it's... Newcastle and that, but not, Newcastle not, weren't no Arsenal. No, you know what I mean, and, no. and, and we, we, you know, we would have been out of the league, or we only actually stayed in the league in default. So yeah, we were ninety second you know. of all ninety two teams. We 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 just you know we yeah. were at the bottom of the of the pyramid in that sense. Um, yeah. So the final, you know, the final whistle goes. It's pandemonium, obviously. It did, the stand behind the goal silent. All the Arsenal fans are stunned. Wrexham fans are flooding on the pitch. Can you remember sort of just you know that that sort of those few moments, players trying to obviously desperately get off the pitch and fans trying well, to mob you Well, I got fairly quick. And... I, said, I said thank. I said you know me and Paul Merson like went to Paul Merson. We both shook hands and that, and I ran off as quickly as we could then. And then you know the fans started to filter onto the pitch and the the, the, the celebrations were extraordinary. I mean I didn't, I didn't see most of it because I was in the dressing. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Uh, make a scene of my um. My walking stick was okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So I I went in there and then, you know, you can, you know, in the dressing room, um, all the celebrations. You know, it was going to be a long, long celebration. There's some obviously 30 years they're still celebrating, but you could see with the youngsters' faces and you know, the smile and you know they probably don't realise what's just happened. Mm. It's probably you know going to be a result that won't be forgotten for a very long time. And you know, as I said, it was a, a combination of everything. As I said, it mm. came together. You know, Joey Bryan and Kevin Rees, You know, a vast experience on the side, and you know, in, in, in situations and that. So yeah, the credit can go to everyone, and, mm. and mostly the fans, because I never forget every time I watch the video. You know, I watch it every day for about three hundred times. Is that the the, the the fans going blow the whistle for the referee and you know, all the excitement <laughs> and and I, I, and that's what I always say about whatever happened that day whoever was in that ground you know, and the people that participated and that will never ever leave their minds that is mm-hmm. one thing that they can say I was there and I always get people come to me I was there so that's one thing that will never go away they experience something that is unique yeah Amazing, and you know the the pictures um, in the dressing room after. With you know, you probably got I'll, I'll say slightly more hair than maybe you do nowadays. Yeah, uh, and, and well, you, you, I, know, I you think, got the I champagne think... and whatever. It looked like just you know a really iconic photo, obviously for the club and and then the FA Cup and just great moments, great celebrations. Yeah, and you know probably some people might get sick of hearing it, you know, um, but 
ones I was just mentioning before who, who, who well, took part in it will never get never get tired of listening to it. Never, never, never get tired. They they, they always enjoy that moment, and and it and it brings it back to some happy memories of that occasion. So. Yeah, I don't mind talking about it. I don't mind mentioning that it wasn't about me and Steve. It was about sure. a, a, a team that got it together uh, in an incredible way in that. So, yeah, so happy the celebrations were. But by the way, you know, you just mentioned how long did they go on for. I think you'd be wrong to disagree with me. They're still going on now. Yeah, no, no <laughs> doubt, no doubt. And it's um, it was a funny one because I assume, you, you know, eventually you're trying to leave the stadium, but... Flinney's trying to collar you to get on match of the day. Was that right? He was trying to yeah, get you to Manchester to go, or something. Yeah, we we got, we got a limousine. The BBC part of the car for <laughs> that really like because you know then you know the magnitude of what's just happened and that they know it and that and you know just to rewind a little bit forward. Sure. You know, that's why I said to the players like enjoy it because when we got beat by West Ham and it was a robbery by the way they should have had the players and we should have won that mm. game. You know the difference in the dressing room. In terms of media attention, they're gone. And I said, and I said to a few youngsters, I said, listen, savor what happened in the last few games because you'll understand that success. Everyone wants to know you. No one wants to know a loser. As you can see in the stress room, there's no no media. You know that's gone now. That moment, but you know, you've done yourself proud and the Wrexham Football Club proud as well. Yeah. No. Amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, I actually watched the clip of. Um... You and Flinny on match of the day. It just you know, it seems two minutes ago, given how much we've watched it through the years from various writers and whatnot of the club, but it's uh, like you say, it just kind of capped off a, a a mental sort of twenty-four hours really, because you'd obviously whistled you to Manchester rather than London, and you obviously pre-recorded, and then you you went home. Did you, did you kind of have a quiet night, or did you did you go out? Well, I don't think anyone. You... I don't think anyone slept. I mean, I I, I can't speak for anyone else. I know sure. quite a lot of youngsters went into town and they didn't. I don't think they had to buy a drink and that. No, you know, but... So yeah, it was like it, it was it was crazy. Like you just said before, you hit the nail on that. It was a crazy time for a celebration and not knowing that it was ever going to be like that. So yeah, and. Why not milk it? Why why not for them to enjoy it? Uh, and as I said, I've sampled playing in the cup final and not the happiest memory. Of course, we lost it, but you know, I've sampled many times in that because I was coming to the end of my career. Mm. So, yeah, for them, it was like unreal for them. Wasn't it? I mean, you know yourself and you know, what, what what it was going to be like. You can understand that, can't you? Mm. And like, Mad. You, know, what, you know, you've obviously had a, a distinguished career, and Joey and all you know, some of the others that have been in the game, but. Where does it rank in just to sort of fond memories for you in your career than that that Arsenal game because it's obviously hugely significant in when people talk about your career. But where does it rank for you? Do you think? Well, it, for me, as, as a young kid with my best friend Joey Jones, walking through that door at 15 years old, not expecting to be or do where we got to in terms of playing at the highest level and playing for your country and that you know we never and there is that we never knew that was going to happen. So. To leave something like that to a club that gave us everything as a youngster, that gave us the opportunity to get where we got, you know, that's why I, you know, reckon very much into our hearts is that mm. we've left something there that has put them in history, you know. So, you know, we, we've done something, uh, been part of something magical, and that that is something that I I I, I enjoy a lot because. 
you know, it, it may, don't forget when you play as long as we have or did have, should I say, you know, people tend to forget what you've done for the club. And, you know, I'm looking to play in the best wrecking team of all time and get to the highest level they've ever got, you know, in terms of football. Mm. And to see where they are now is obviously sad, but it, it, they still get the recognition because that game brings everything back to where they have been mm. and what they can achieve. So it's a it's a pillar. So it's it's a, it's a, it's a crossbar that needs to be obviously another level to go above if Wrexham can do that eventually in years to come. And with the new owners, hopefully they can get that back into the club, you know, and certainly my take is it's, it's to get back into the football league is so much a must for me. But yeah. as I said, it's it's nice for them to get that recognition still after after 30 years or something, as I said, mm. which will never be forgotten. And Robert, Robert and Ryan said, didn't they, that it was what uh, the Arsenal game was one yeah. of the ones that sort of twisted their arm to, you know, all the games. Yeah, that's played, correct. That's, I mean, had to mention know, it. You and, you, and Steve, you and Steve get to do some commission, aren't you, for the uh, helping seal the table? Yeah. But yeah, no, it's... Uh, but it, <laughs> It is one. Nice for them. Yeah. So, you know, they watched the goal and Humphrey as well. Humphrey obviously yeah. watched it and that. And you know, he said that's why they got the interest of my goal. So yeah, that that that, that is obviously something nice and that. So it's <laughs> we're still getting benefit even today. Then yeah, and I mean, you know, obviously I, I know you, you do some commentary work now, and and Wayne, who was in that team, obviously does does commentary work. Have you, have you managed to? Keep in touch with many of the players, or you, you spoke to them through the years. Any of the ones you played with? Well, you send obviously, as you well know, footballers are like sheep; they go different directions. They'll mm. go different directions. You go to one club, you go to another one. But you know, um, I, I see Steve Watkins and that, and I, I see um, obviously Joey's my best friend, of course. And uh, I've, I've seen of the years go by; they tend to drift apart, as you well yeah. know, and, that, and, it, and it's very difficult to keep together. But you know, I don't really say what you remember me by saying something like that. And I think it's quite right what you said as well. It would be good to get them all back for that. Definitely. You know, some something, and that should be something put into the club, you know. Um, uh. And I think, it's, you know, it shouldn't be forgotten. Because I think, you know, with a new era now, what's happened that, you know, people tend to forget. The, the new Wrexham fan, I mean, the old Wrexham fan will never forget that uh. as long as they're alive. So I think that would be nice to be brought back up for, for, for them, the other people that took part that never really get a mention. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got butt for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.